Welcome to the Bluebird Uncaged podcast. We are a collective whose mission is to bring hope and dignity through dance. We believe art shapes culture and want to steward our gifts with wisdom and excellence to point people to Jesus. From hosting festivals and live performances to producing multimedia content to serving internationally, we seek to foster community among dance artists. We'd love to meet you and connect on our social media platforms at Bluebird Uncaged. But until then, enjoy today's episode. Hi, friends. Welcome back to the Bluebird Uncaged podcast for episode two, discussing audition tips. Today, we are going to be talking about virtual auditions. And I know this is new territory for all of us. I mean, video auditions are are still pretty have been pretty popular for a while but today um just want to talk about some tips i also have a special treat for you to hear from someone who actually their job was to watch all of the audition video submissions for a specific company um and so her input is very very valuable and then at the end of this podcast we'll talk about what to do with audition results All right, so we're going to just jump right in talking about virtual auditions. So, I mean, I know that these days there some people are having Zoom auditions, um, but then also the normal video audition that has been going on for a while. So first of all, for both Zoom and video auditions, choose your space wisely. So ideally you would be filming or videoing in a studio now i realize that it's not always um possible with covid and the lockdowns and everything that are going on if you absolutely have to film in a house make sure your room is as clear of clutter as possible so um we want to just make sure that no one's distracted by your background and stuff. I think it's cool to see people's houses, but um, for your dancing and everything, we want to be looking at you. So um, at going along those lines, thinking, thinking about your space, make sure your lighting is good and that you're clearly visible at all times. We don't want you to be a shadow or going into the shadows or anything. We want to be able to see you and everything. Then think about your camera placement. So for video auditions, we want to be able to see all of your body at all times. And I know that this might be kind of tricky with um, if you are doing a Zoom audition or something in the house, but try to stay within the frame for the entire time as much as possible while still dancing full out and using your longest lines so um we just want to see you and to see your dancing and your technique but also your artistry thinking about what to wear i talked about this in the last episode but um if some guidelines are really specific about what to wear in videos or auditions so follow those if they are specific but if they're not 
Um, go ahead and wear what makes you feel good, but also shows your lines off well. Um, usually you'll also have to send in extra dance photos for the auditioners to see your physique and your technique as well. Um, but when, when, when you're deciding what to wear, realize, I know that sometimes, you know, your favorite leotard might actually not be the most flattering on your body and, um, but choose what makes you feel good and what, uh, shows your lines off. Um, I'm going to leave that up to you. You guys can be wise for a classical ballet audition. Totally recommend wearing pink tights, um, for more contemporary. That's a little bit, um, more lenient. So just thinking about um, a few more technical things, your music, um, for both video, for video audition, make sure your music is loud enough to be recorded through the camera. So um, I don't recommend that you overdub the music onto your video because that can, I mean, even though that's kind of fancy and it can be better quality, but when sometimes it can sacrifice your musicality. So auditioners really want to see how you move with the music. And so the most um, accurate way to get that uh, or uh, get, get a feel for that is to see you with the music that is being played at the time that you're dancing. So make sure it's loud enough to be picked up by your camera and the microphone that you are, um, the microphone on, on your camera. For, okay, so this one is a special one. For Zoom auditions, make sure your Wi-Fi is stable and your computer battery is fully charged and or plugged in. So those are just two little things that can help take away Zoom audition anxiety. You want to make sure that you do not, you are seen the whole time if you are frozen or glitchy. Sometimes the auditioners can't really see you that well, and if they're trying to look at a lot of people at the same time, you don't want to just freeze at the wrong moment. Um, but also, you don't want your your computer to die or lose battery, and you get kicked off. So, just two things that can help ease your anxiety um, over Zoom and those. Yeah, Zoom auditions are just a whole new deal. So, um, if you have actually participated in one. I would love to hear your experience and your thoughts and if you have any tips to add as well. Know that I know auditions are nerve-wracking in and of themselves, but also know that the auditioners are aware that this is a new experience for a lot of us. It's a new experience um, even to be watching people on Zoom and and to, I mean, video auditions happen around for a while. And I, I realized that there might be more, more of an influx of those these days. So we want to make sure that you have one of, you know, present yourself well in video auditions. So for this next section, I am really, really excited to have Sarah Hilmer share some tips with you. Sarah is a very, very dear friend of mine. And one day I will get her on to share her story. But um, right now, Sarah is the founder and director of Immerse ATL, which is a mentoring and training program for contemporary dancers here in Atlanta. 
But before that, she was a ballet mistress for Atlanta Ballet, and part of her job was watching all of the video audition submissions that were sent to AB. So she was gracious enough to record some things from that she saw from her perspective and hopefully give you guys an idea of what directors are looking for in video auditions and some things that will hopefully set you up for success. Okay, putting together a good audition package or a video audition submission. Um, the first thing I would say is you want to be clear, concise, and to the point with the material you're submitting. So most places nowadays are looking for just a classical variation and then contemporary footage, whether it's a variation or improvisational work that they give you clear guidelines on. Um, keep it three to five minutes if you can. I might break some hearts, but even if you are submitting something that's five minutes long, rarely is everything watched from beginning to end. Um, we'll start with, you know, the first 15, 20 seconds, and then we'll probably scrub through to the end of that first clip and then on to the next one. Um, now, if you really catch our eye, we'll probably go back and watch the whole thing. But on first glance, it's a quick overview. So you want to really have that that clip you're super proud of first and foremost. Um, now, the things that really jump off the page, footage that makes you really stop, is the footage where you feel like you're watching that person, not a body on a video. And I know video is hard and it, it um, doesn't translate a lot of that stuff we, of course, see on stage. But when someone submits something, of course, there has to be base technique. So the person watching, they're going to need to see that you have an ownership and an understanding of both your body and the material you're presenting. But something that makes us all stop is when we see the authenticity of someone. So we see joy, we see a freedom of movement, we see a full expression of the ideas that they're working through. And you can see that stuff on video. Um, you know, I'd say the ones that you see people doing the steps and trying to do the the steps perfectly or or you know check those boxes they don't read as compelling as the ones where even if there's a little like oh they kind of fell out of that you know third pirouette or their foot wasn't fully rotated on that you know développé but the overall sense of freedom and expression of movement is there our eye will go to those people because whether you're applying for a training ground or work inside of a company, um, especially when you're young and you're looking at work inside of a company, we're going to look for what we can shape and what we can instruct um, and what we can, like that raw material that we can grow. And we're looking for people that have that something that's vibrant and real and the joy of dance, if you will.
Hopefully that encouraged you and gave you an idea of what it's like on the other side of auditions and give you a little bit more confidence as you put together your audition package. So to close out today's podcast, I just wanted to talk a little bit about audition results. And I know that we anxiously await audition results, even as, um, even I think sixth or seventh grade, the the um, small studio that I danced at had a student company and they would send audition results in the mail. And I remember check go, like going down to the mailbox and checking every single day to see if the results were there. But, and so I know now, now today it's like refresh email, refresh email, refresh email. But um, I just want to talk a little bit about that before we sign off on this series and i know that when we get in or when it's a positive audition result it always feels like a little a little pat on the back and a little encouragement and it feels like oh man yes uh, i'm doing things right but more often than not we'll probably get letters that say i'm sorry we don't have a spot for you in this program and um, I just want to talk a little bit about when we get those letters. First of all, don't let, and I know they're, we usually call them rejection letters, which I really don't like that word because it you are not being rejected at all. It's just, you know, there are a lot of things, and we'll, we'll get on to discuss that later. But um, if a letter says, I'm sorry, we don't have a spot for you, know that your identity does not lie in the opinions of others. So it does not mean that you're a bad dancer if you're um, the school that or company or program that you have dreamed of always attending says, I'm sorry. Um, it might mean that you have stuff to work on and it might be a good motivation to clarify and hone your technique but it does not mean that you're a bad dancer and it does not define your worth at all. Look at letters that say no as confirmation that you were not supposed to be in that environment, that you were not supposed to be hired to that company or you were not supposed supposed to be in the environment of whatever program you were auditioning for. So I think for me in my own life, Letters that said, no, sorry, we don't have a spot. They were just ways that the Lord was showing me which path I needed to walk on and which steps that I needed to take forward. So um, know that also there are a lot of other factors that have nothing to do with your dancing that go into these decisions. Um, Those could be you know, your height, the age, how your your physical and technical aesthetic gels with the already existing company members. Um, it could do, have to do with how many spaces or contracts are available, which is often also related to budget and financial decisions that are completely out of control of the director. And um, it could depend on what the next season's rep looks like. So, I mean, there's a lot of other factors that go into these decisions that do not ha- they have nothing to do with you at all. It also, you know, could be dependent on, or not dependent on, but 
the selection of dancers that people have um, to choose from that year. It, it depends on who also is auditioning and the seniority of the other dancers and experience and lots of lots and lots of stuff. So do not let, again, just don't think that you are a bad dancer if someone says says no. And I mean, I know that even these things that these topics that I am bringing up, it doesn't ease the sting and it doesn't mend any hurt feelings. Um, just be encouraged though. Stay resilient and stay positive. Take every single audition as a learning experience. So be teachable throughout this entire process. I think that a, a win in my book is if you put forth 100% effort and learn something, then then it was a win. There, no experience is wasted. You can learn something from every single experience. And in the end, Jesus is going to make it clear where you're supposed to go. He's going to open the doors that you need to step through. He's going to give you the courage and the wisdom and the discernment to make those decisions. Just continue to take this before the Lord in prayer. Listen to the advice of your teachers and your parents and other mentors in your life. And know that you your story is bigger than being accepted into a company or a program, but that God has a very, very specific plan for you and he's going to use you in incredible ways that are beyond your imagination so go in confidence in in humble confidence that comes from knowing your identity is in christ and that he has seen all of this before you and he has a special plan for you thank you for listening to the bluebird uncaged podcast for more information about bluebird uncaged including tickets for upcoming performances, joining our online community, or how you can get involved in future Bluebird projects, visit our website at bluebirduncaged.com.